listening to Inside Expert by Econ One Research. Find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. And now, your host, Stephanie Arnold. Hi, Dave. Welcome back to the show. We are so happy to have you back on with us. And for those who might have missed your first episode, would you mind reintroducing yourself for our listeners? Not at all. I'm Dr. D.C. Sharp, Managing Director of the Memphis office. I specialize in really all applied econometrics, but a lot of employment, also false advertising. Well, great. We are going to ask you the same question that we've been asking everybody else. And the question for you, Dave, is what was your first job? (laughs) Uh, My first job was working for a pizza place. What did you do? I worked the ovens. You worked the ovens? (laughs) Did you just eat pizza all day? I'd be so happy doing that. We were so busy. I mean, this was before, this was a little Caesar's pizza. I don't know if I should say that or not, but this was before everybody delivered. And I I guess little Caesar still doesn't. But anyway, we would be so busy. There would be so many pizzas. Back then, it was pizza, pizza. So you got two pizzas. I don't even know if you're old enough to remember that. I do remember that with a little um, icon, and he, like, stomped the... Uh, yeah, it was a little yeah. Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it was twice the pizzas that should have been. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was a lot. So it's a lot of pizza. Well, I'm guessing pizza is not what you're here to talk to us about today. So what are you here to talk to us about? I'm here to talk about misleading advertising and hedonic regression. All right. Well, can you talk to us a little bit about those things? Sure. So it used to be more common that consumers would receive a full refund if they could show that they purchased a product because of false or misleading language on a label. Now, with very rare exception, uh, the law of the land is that they may receive the price premium they paid, if any. What do you mean by that? So the price premium is just the increase in price consumers paid because of the false claim. So it's a portion of the full price that they paid, not a full refund. How do you calculate the price premium? So there are a number of different ways, but the most common approach, the one I rely upon most often is called hedonic regression. Wow, we've had quite a few people on talking about regression, but you are the first to talk about hedonic regression. What is that? Yep. So... It builds on the regression that you've talked about before, but hedonic regression is based upon the principle that products or services are composed of various attributes valued by consumers. And then we use regression to separate those values for those attributes from one another. Can you back up a little bit and uh, define what you mean by attributes? (laughs) Sure. So it's probably easiest to think about a particular product. And even though... Most litigation these days seems to pertain to food and supplement products. I like to use cars just to explain the idea behind hedonic regression. So it has nothing to do with food or supplements, but I think it's a good example. Relatable. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So as you can imagine, there are many, many attributes in a car or truck. For example, a car may have such features as a moonroof or sunroof or heated seats or ABS braking or whatever else. And... It's the combination of those features, along with the brand, of course, that really defines the price. So I could ask you, what would you do if you paid extra for a particular feature in a car that that didn't live up to its advertised hype? I mean, maybe it works technically, but it doesn't do what you were led to think it would do. 
well, I'd be very disappointed. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you know, if I'd been misled and paid probably more than I otherwise would have for this non-hide feature, I, I would be, I honestly, I'd be angry. Then, right. So then what do I do? Well, presumably you're not the only dissatisfied customer with this feature. So you could either start or join an existing class action lawsuit against the manufacturer. So then how do you go about determining my personal damages? So that's where hedonic regression comes in. We think that the product prices can be decomposed into implicit prices for individual attributes. Since there are always many attributes in the bundle of attributes that defines the product's price, we have to tease out the implicit price for the particular attribute in question. So hedonic regression is how we tease out the implicit price. Um, by analyzing the product price as a function of all the various attributes, hedonic regression identifies the value of each product characteristic. So like in the case of cars, we can find what that value for the moonroof was or the value for the ABS braking, controlling for everything else. Dave, is this something that you made up? <laughs> no. Um, this goes way, way back. This is a standard methodology in economics. I don't think he invented it, but a uh, famous economist that brought it to the mainstream was Z. Grilliches in 1961. He did early work with hedonic prices for automobiles. Um, and, and since then, numerous empirical studies have estimated the hedonic prices of product attributes of all kinds of products. Uh, in addition to automobiles, real estate's a common example. But beyond that, I mean, uh, there are countless studies covering hedonic prices for durable goods, such as refrigerators and tractors, and a vast array of non-durable goods like milk and oatmeal, and those are sort of the famous ones. And even the Bureau of Labor Statistics uses hedonic regression to adjust the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, for quality changes in goods and services over time. I mean, I'm just scratching the surface here. I mean, uh, as Grilich has observed, you know, some 30 years later, this literature has become too vast for one person to survey it. So there is an extensive amount of literature that uses the hedonic regression method? Yes, precisely. And this method is ideally suited for calculating the price premium attributable to a product claim which is why hedonic regression has been neither proposed or developed in many false advertising cases. As I indicated earlier, uh, cases alleging false or misleading labels on food or, and supplements, are, those are quite common. Um, examples I've personally worked on uh, include Kashi and Elations and a few others. Let's talk about Kashi because I personally have been a consumer of their product. Right. So... Mm -hmm. So Kashi makes some products that are certified non-GMO and others that say 100% natural on the label. And the issue with this litigation was their 100% natural claim. That differs from the non-GMO claim, which has a definite meaning. 100% natural, nat <laughs> that, that has no definite meaning. It's really just marketing language that Kashi and other manufacturers have used. The problem in this litigation was that people didn't really know the difference between 100% natural and non-GMO because they kind of sound like the same thing. But They do. As, I, I, I agree. Right. Right. <laughs> the issue here was that 
uh, was to determine the price premium that people paid because of this false or misleading 100% natural claim, because the ingredients weren't, were not genuinely, genuinely 100% natural. Did people get their money back? They did. Um, the case settled before going to trial, but people did get some portion of the price they paid for the products, and um, that portion was the price premium they paid for, the, for this 100% natural claim. As a marketer myself, I, you know, I'm really curious, do you think that this helps reduce irresponsible marketing tactics? I believe it does. Um, the Federal Trade Commission has jurisdiction over false or misleading advertising, and their process includes a cease and desist letter. Um, but I think change often comes from private enforcement, from the consumers themselves and these class action cases against manufacturers. And um, I'm part of the team in some of these cases. Do you think that some of these companies, you know, are they aware of the hedonic regression used by, say, you, the economist? They are. But of course, they challenge the individual models and analyses in these cases, as is their right. Well, yeah, there's always two sides. That's right. But, you know, at the same time, I find it really gratifying to work with, with real data and widely accepted scientific methodologies like hedonic regression. Dave, if you could give one takeaway to our listeners about hedonic regression, what would it be? So I think the biggest takeaway is that if there's data available on these false or misleading advertising cases, hedonic regression can be a really valuable way to calculate the price premium associated with the challenge statement, you know, whatever it is on the label. In my opinion, the technique is ideally suited for this purpose, again, assuming that the requisite data is available. And uh, if people want to know more, I'd encourage them to get in touch with me. If you'd like to know more about DC Sharp, head over to our website at www.econ1.com. Again, thank you, Dave, for being here. We look forward to your next appearance. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us on Inside Expert. Mm-hmm.